Tori Corsaro is a technical goalkeeper coach at the Keeper Institute in New Jersey. She's also an assistant coach for St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. In this conversation, we dive into goalkeeping needs from a young age to the college level. Okay. Tori, thank you for joining me. Um, this is a real honor. Um, you're a legend, Tori. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate you having me. I, I feel funny being on the opposite side of it. Like Usually, I'm the one hosting these podcasts, so to be a guest is an honor, and it's a, a different seat, a different view. And I, I've already let you down because I didn't do that. Burr, 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 right? <laughs> I, 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 I made up for it there. But um, yeah, nonetheless, it. it's good to have you on. Um, let's briefly, why don't you just, so for those who don't know, obviously you heard in the intro, but Tori is um, coach at TKI, the Keeper Institute in South Jersey, as well as the goalkeeper coach for St. Joseph um, right outside Philly. So um, Tori, let's just briefly start. Let's go back to, you seem like a natural coach. Was coaching something that you always wanted to do? I, my mom told me that the health professions were always where you'd get a job. So I started out thinking I was going to be a PA. And then I really quickly realized that's not what I want to do with my life. And it was probably like my freshman year of college when I was like, yeah, I'll be a coach. Were you in like med school or like PA school or whatever, whatever it was? I was on the track to go to PA school after undergrad. So biochem, all that stuff. And it was, it was a very, very quick realization. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I realized that in 10th grade after my first chemistry class, I was like, yeah, this is this is not for me. But um, that's awesome. So um, you played at Lemoyne and then a brief pro career after that. Um, could you just talk about kind of like what that what those next steps were you? Because playing at a D2 school, very good D2 school. But, um, you know, what was that process like for you just trying to get seen? Yeah, it was uh, unconventional, I'll say. So, you know, no one around me really wanted to play pro soccer no one really thought that I could ever play pro soccer um but it didn't really stop me or stop my beliefs and what I wanted to do I knew even if I went down I wanted to go down swinging so I kind of just sought out any path I could to play um I did a couple combines and went down to Florida and just tried to make and build some connections I hit up pretty much all the open tryouts that were in my surrounding areas so you know spirit and at the time sky blue um, and that's kind of how I ended up here in Jersey is I went to the Sky Blue Open tryout. My first year, I didn't make it, but I um, learned about TKI. And when I learned about TKI, just pretty much, we always joke around here that I Kool-Aid manned my way into <laughs> Bill and Maria's life. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to move to New Jersey. And they're like, you're going to move to New Jersey? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I, after graduating um, in 2016, that end of the summer, August, I moved to New Jersey and once I moved here, um, Jill and Maria afforded me so many opportunities that I think at the time they didn't know me. They didn't know who I was. And I was really lucky and blessed to, to be in their, in their presence and kind of work alongside them, but also work with them as a goalkeeper. And they got me the opportunity to try out again for Sky Blue. And the rest of it was kind of um, the path was just, all right, well, I tried out. I made it. I played with the, the team for a year and then go through the tryout process again. And then ultimately that was my last year playing. Um, I got cut after my second season and, you know, I went along the lines of like, should I play overseas? Should I not? Mm. But coaching was so much fun for me at the time. And TKI was so much fun for me that I couldn't fathom leaving. And that's when I decided to ultimately retire, if you will, yeah, yeah, yeah. just focus on coaching. Did you, was TKI, like, were they a thing back when you kind of were, Cause they didn't, was the facility still around then or did it, was it opened? So Jill's been, uh, 
with like had TKI for quite some time. I want to say it was 2013. Don't quote okay. me on that. But the facility, the first facility was open when I first got here. Like, I think it was relatively new. I can't remember the exact date that they, they revamped the, we call it TKI 1.0. Yeah. Um, when they did 1.0, but that was an indoor facility. There was a lot of camps and clinics and programmings, but shortly after my time here, um, it started to get like, I even watched it get bigger. So what TKI was from the moment that I came and trained here for the first time to what it is today is like an exponential growth in my opinion. Um, yeah. I mean, I think everybody would, would pretty much agree that TKI is one of the, the best resources for, for goalkeeping in the nation. So we're all, we're all thankful for what you guys do there, but so what, what do you do there exactly? So my role here is, uh, just a technical goalkeeper coach. I work with goalkeepers of all ages. I also get, I'm lucky, I get to work along Jill Maria on a lot of the um, creation of things. So, you know, we'll, they'll pick my brain on my thoughts for programmings and camps. And I help them a lot with the planning of what our select camp, which is our biggest summer camp looks mm -hmm. like. Um, Jill and Maria and I work kind of hand in hand in creating curriculum from time to time. And other than that, oh, Jill and I do the podcast. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to do a lot more with social media, but Jill's really taken that part and ran with it. She's good at it. Yeah. What is um What does that curriculum look like that you guys kind of explore at TKI? So for us, it's always it tends to be comprehensive and build on itself for the eight weeks. So it's it's almost in like a four semester system. We'll have fall, winter, spring, and summer. Um, things sometimes will repeat in terms of like, oh, we did this exercise, but we'll do it again in the winter. But for the most part, it starts in, um, it's an eight week cycle and it starts at like a foundational level and then builds up. I would say lately it's changed a little bit in terms of like, you know, we might do set shape and positioning first and then end with, uh, all encompassing or crosses or high balls. And I think that we've kind of gotten deeper into more scenarios and less specifics. So instead of being like, today we're going to work on diving, it's going to be a scenario, shots through traffic, which is going to cause you to dive, but it's just going to leave more room for decision-making. Which is what you guys preach there, huh? Decision-making, trying to enforce decision-making, which is, I mean, that's what I think every every goalkeeper coach should try to uh, at least explore in, in their training is try to enforce some decision-making throughout, throughout the session. Um, Going to the college realm now, how did you're doing both? Like why, why choose to, to go with college? Cause I know TKI takes up a handful of your time, but um, couldn't stay away from the college game, I guess, huh? Yeah, I knew I'd always want to get involved in it. Like we talked in the beginning about how, how I kind of got into coaching and was that always my goal? And I think I always knew I wanted to coach, whether it be like, you know, high school soccer, club soccer, some, some sort of team. Um, I knew that, that, that was like something I was going to go after at some point in my life. And when it was 2020 and the opera, well, it was 2021 really. Um, and the opportunity presented itself to be with St. Joe's Maria kind of put me in contact with Jess, which is the head coach there. And I, I knew immediately, like, as soon as I did my first interview, I was like, yeah, this is the right fit. And then being there for only a few weeks, I realized, you know, my passion is goalkeepers and I love what I get to do at TKI, but I miss being part of a team and I sure. miss that, that impact and mentorship mm. that you have when you get to work alongside not only your goalkeepers every single day for almost the full year, but also, you know, 20 something other young women. 
For sure. So I'm going to ask a little selfish of a question because it's March and we're recording this and we're in spring season. What's been your, and I know it's going to look different for every goalkeeper, but how do you, how, like, how do you plan out your spring season just from the eight hour weeks to the 20 hour weeks? And I probably should have asked you this two months ago, but uh, better late than never. No, you're good. And honestly, my answer is going to be a little bit atypical, I think, because I'm in a situation right now where I have one goalkeeper and she has been our starter for the last three years. Gotcha. So she also has aspirations to play pro. She has aspirations to be a coach. So what I did this spring is a little different than what I would typically do or what I did last spring. Um, and we sat down at the end of the fall season and then again, right before we came back for the spring and we said, what are our big three? looking at the season, looking at your areas for growth, looking at, you know, things where you still need work. What are your big three? And we came up with our big three. And then we decided that we are going to meet once a week and we are going to session design together. I could teach her how to plan sessions. I could teach her how I use intended outcomes. I, I tried to give her the whole breakdown and rundown of like what my thought process is as I not only weekly session plan, but also, you know, macro, bigger scale kind of sure. start to session plan. So we sit down once a week and we talked about it um, and she's helped me. I started where she designs one day and yeah. now it's kind of grown into where she gets two days a week, but we always come up with the intentions together. And we come up with the topic that we're going to do together. Um, so, you're, I mean, that's like, cause I know that the big thing at TK is kind of like own your development, right? Own you. And so you're, you're really getting her to kind of be, have that autonomy in, in her training. I mean, that, that's awesome. That's a genius idea. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's, you know, sometimes being a goalkeeper coach, you're the only one who truly understands the position or like right. sees the, the small nuances. So having an opportunity to sit with someone else who's super interested and in, I call myself a goalkeeping nerd, like nerds yeah. out on goalkeeping too, is fun. The collaboration is a good time. Um, and I don't know that I'd always be able to do this again. I'm sure aspects of it I could take when you have multiple goalkeepers or, right. You know, in the fall, it's a different story. There can be like pieces of this idea that I take, but I think having a spring to try it out and kind of being like, all right, let's go after this together as a collaboration has been really cool. Do you feel her growth over the past two months, I guess, since spring started has kind of, well, not skyrocketed, but you kind of see that a, a bigger jump over mm -hmm. the last eight weeks or so? Yeah, she already has a very analytical brain. She's someone yeah. who can like really think things through and, you know, process things quite well um but i can see her wheels turning a little bit more of like okay well this didn't work but here's how i adjust this i think if i had to say one thing it's like that flexibility yeah her mindset a bit more is where you can kind of take notice it's also going to be huge too i assume you'll have goalkeepers coming in the fall for having like another coach on the field as someone who can kind of demonstrate and and help coach during the sessions as well. I mean, that that's always nice to have a different set of eyes too. I mean, a coach on the field is, well, I, I would say a coach's dream. So yeah, it's really cool. Absolutely. But one goalkeeper though, Tori, are you hopping in these practices? Are you making saves, showing them how it's done? Oh, I am consistently in practice. I'm always <laughs> the second goalkeeper and I have turf burn to prove it. Are you, are you loving it? Is it, oh, is it nice to get back out there? It's so much fun, but it's also frustrating because I'm like, my body hasn't hit the floor like that that consistently and i'm like i know what i need to do but sometimes i can't get my body to do it see tori i see that so we had one goalkeeper we have two now we've had one was injured for the first like kind of six weeks of spring so of course i was off again Tori, i, I would dive once i was like all right i'm not doing this again like i'm just it, 
I can do it once, and then after that, I'm just like, all right, I'll stand here, and I'll stick my arms out, and uh, I'll try. What I would end up trying to do is just trying to guess where they were shooting and then move completely. And there was, the tour, there was one day where I just, like, you could put a traffic cone in there, and it would be better than me. And girls were not happy. I let them down. So I, so I kind of felt bad after that. And the next day, we played 11s, and I had to try a little bit harder. But, yeah, it's, um, it's tough once you, once you kind of hang it up and hit the ground again. Yeah, it is. And you're like, I know, I know what I need to be doing. I'm telling my body to do it, but it's not happening. And I don't just, think that I'm like, not athletic anymore. I just think right. it's just so foreign. You just got yeah, you just got to get the brain to kind of get back into it. Yeah. I, I just talk oh. basketball now. But um, so I want to shift gears too now to like the younger population as well, because I think there's a lot of coaches that also, you know, work with it in the club side, and mm. the younger age groups, what let's say like a 12 and up 12 to like that 15 range. What's, what's a big priority that you've noticed? Cause I also watched your presentation on, on that kind of age group and you really dove into what they see. So what, uh, can you just kind of talk about that presentation you guys gave us? It was a couple months ago at this point, I think. Um, just go back to that if you don't mind. Yeah, I did uh, an age and stage kind of presentation where I took a sample set from like, the general population that I have an opportunity to work with at TKI. And I got clips from their games. I took what I noticed in training, which sometimes can be not totally different, but like you see can some variables that are just different because it's a live game. And what I saw for the younger kids is the majority of what they're seeing is shots through traffic or close range shots, um, yeah. especially that like inching towards a younger age that you said, because kids maybe don't kick it quite as hard or, you know, defensively, there's a lot more breakdowns and they happen a lot closer to goal defending isn't necessarily like pretty one steps one covers it's everyone swarmed the ball so sure. kind of found that working with younger kids like putting that traffic in front of them getting them to be able to make decisions to you know catch or push that ball away into a safe area not thinking oh you have to catch everything or your technique has to be perfect you just have to be willing to one keep the ball out of the back of the net but two think, okay, can I catch this or can I put it down in an area where I can scoop it right back up? Or is it safer for me to push it away? Yeah. Um, pictures change when there's traffic in front of us. So can we add not just dummies in front of them, but maybe a semi-live defender, sure. things along that that nature. And I also found that when it comes to 1v1s, at that younger age, if kids are brave to come out and put pressure on shooters, a lot of times they end up being in a, a situation that favors them in what we would call a phase one or a phase two. Yeah, that is interesting. I, that's something that I, I've actually noticed more too. Like since that presentation, I've started to kind of just watch more intently on these younger age groups. And yeah, and even I would say like at the college level, it's like a lot of times too, the goal is getting sorted within 12 yards. Uh -huh. A lot of times like the shot stopping sessions we do are kind of like 12 and beyond. And so I've, all, I've almost shifted kind of the way I, I do shot stopping sessions to more, it ends up recalling some of the 1v1 stuff we work on because at the end of the day, I think that's, that's the, those are the main situations. And plus those are probably the ones that are hardest to stop anyway. Like I think shot stopping at the older age is the foundation anyway. So we should be comfortable from that, from that area. So um, yeah, it, it was enlightening for me. I know that. For sure. And then as you get towards those older ages, I think that a big area we've been exploring is those shots above your head. So not even just necessarily, you know, something lofty right here I can catch, but things that are driven in more that maybe I'm best served if I dive up. Um, yeah. that along with service into the box, protecting the, the goal area. I think that a lot of young goalkeepers struggle with, and I'm torn between, is it because they never s 
practice it when they're younger and weren't seeing it. So now all of a sudden kids can hit the ball into serve it in there and they don't know what to do because they've never practiced it before. Or is it, it's hard to make a generalization, but kids struggle a little bit more athletically these days, I would say, um, as opposed to like 10 to 15 years sure. ago. 100%, 100%. Um, I think because of sports specialization, not playing outside yeah. as much, yada, yada, yada. I could get on my soapbox right. about that, but yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's a combination of both those things. So when you start to inch towards those like 12, 13, 14, I've been really trying to work on, you know, shots above a kid's head, shots served into the 18, stuff from the flank and the half space, and just getting goalkeepers more comfortable with coming out and judging flights of service. So it's always a challenge at every level. It's just judging the flights. Yeah. Going to that, you do like little warm up games. Can you talk about like that, how that kind of helps in that athleticism realm? Cause you're on, it's almost like a, a free quote unquote free play type of type of thing. Yeah. My favorite thing about the games is it's like, okay, it's time to explore. Yeah. Right. You just want to win, but there's nothing on the line and there's not an objective, like keep the ball in the back of the net. It's more like, I'm going to try to play this game. So we kind of do those to prime our athletes, whether it be prime them for a specific topic. Sometimes it might be prime them to do a specific movement. And sometimes it might just be prime their mind. So does goalkeeper soccer tennis really have anything to do with our intended outcome? Probably not, but it might put them in a competitive headspace or fun headspace or clear their mind. So these are things that I don't just do with my eight, nine, 10 year olds, but I take these games and I play them with, all of my college athletes as well. So you and your goalkeeper at St. Joe's are going 1v1 in these games? Sometimes. We have. Tori, are you winning? You're, you're winning, right? It's a, it's a 50 <laughs> battle. And if she's listening to this, she's certainly going to be like, yeah, come on, Tori. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, staying with the, the younger development topic, kind of, what, what are some things that you, you recommend your goalkeepers do on their own outside of TKI and outside of their club environments to whatever it is, just get better in general? It's hard as a goalkeeper, like there's not many specific goalkeeper things you can do to like get better. So big thing we always say is you're kicking, you're kicking. You can, that's like one of the things that you can do consistently by yourself with someone who doesn't know soccer and just get better at it. So we talk a lot about doing kicking in terms of athleticism, especially if they're younger. I say, go outside and play, play with a friend, have a catch with your, with your parent in the backyard, you know, all these different, like don't need anything games like a football or play basketball or just move your body in a way that's different than what you're asking it to do specifically through goalkeeping. So talked about that. I know I have some younger kids who are just like love goalkeeping and they'll take their couch cushions out and practice their diving. So just like different creative, make up your own games or play basic games to get yourself moving. Just do something, just have some fun, just kind of create like a, a hobby almost. Yeah, and don't make it so serious. Like, right. you don't have to go pick up, like, an extra sport and play competitive basketball. You could just go out front with your neighbors and play. Right. But if you're me, I, I love basketball, Tori. Don't, don't get my juices flowing on. But, uh, but, no, I mean, I agree, right? It's just just doing something different just to kind of ease your mind. And I think you'll start to see it. And I think David Epstein talks about this in the book Range. I don't know if you read Range, but he just talks about, like, the, the different kind of like instincts you can pick up from playing different sports, whether it's for fun or whatever it is, just you can kind of pick up the different patterns of recognition. And, and it's hard to say, and I like, cause goalkeeping is such an instinct, instinctual position that playing other sports, somehow you find a way to, to relate it. But um, no, so I agree there. What would you say now? Um, 
when you're looking at a recruit, a goalkeeper now, and we're talking that 15 to 18 range, where do you see kind of like the the separation from girls who would be playing Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, or even like I guess what what are you kind of looking for there? I think my my biggest thing that I'll typically say when I like I'm like oh I like this goalkeeper I want to keep watching is bravery and a willingness to try. Like I like when I go to a tournament and I watch a goalkeeper play get the ball played back to them and try to find their seven or their 11 or take a touch while they're under pressure to find space and be able to complete their pass to their center back, their six, whoever. Um, and I like when I see them do it wrong and then try it again. So if you have that willingness to try and you're brave in and out of possession, that catches my eye for sure. And then I think two other like, like um, skills that catch my eye is their ability with their feet and their ability on service. Because I don't know exactly what you're seeing um, at Pitt, but for us in our conference, so many services in the 18, whether it be from the half space, from the flank, off a set piece, teams are gritty, teams are aggressive. And if a goalkeeper can come claim or come punch balls and services away, it makes it a lot easier for them defensively with their team. Good to know. Tori, last question here. As I wrap up, that I like to end all, all episodes with is you you get you have the pleasure of training a ton of goalkeepers on a consistent basis. What's that legacy that, that you want to leave for them as they move on to a new coach, new state, professional level, whatever whatever it may be? I hope that they feel empowered to continue to develop. That's my goal when I coach someone to leave them with the tools to trust themselves and to feel like they can do whatever that next step is for themselves. Love it. Love it. All right, Tori, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. Make sure you go check out the Keeper Institute podcast, the Keeper Institute on Instagram, as they are always coming with us or coming at us with some great information. So, Tori, thank you again. Awesome. Thanks for having me.